Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Thank you. Applause, 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 applause. Oh, good. Hey, by the way, uh, Jerry, Megan is uh, not able to be with us tonight. We had to switch the date up. There's occasionally a schedule conflict, and there was usually do this on Tuesday. We're now doing it on Wednesday. What's the date? Wednesday, August 8th. September. And it'll roll. Pardon me. September, and it'll it's roll my birthday. into the... Hey, your... happy birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. Well, thank how about you. Thank, thank you, thank you fellas. Thank happy you. birthday. Thank you. All right. Anyway, this will roll into the archive in a couple days, uh, typically is what it takes. Uh, we do have uh, Casey Campbell with us tonight. Say hello to Casey Campbell. Hey, thanks, everybody. And they're going to do a song from one of their albums. And Texas, the Supreme Court, I should say, did something about a case in Texas. What was your reaction to that? Well, as much as I revere the institution of the Supreme Court, There clearly have been times in our nation's history when the actual justices who served on the court left much to be desired in terms of competence, integrity, and character. This may be one of those times. With obvious exceptions, some of them appeared to be political partisans appointed simply because they were known to want to overturn Roe v. Wade, dishonest because at their confirmation hearings, They swore that they would honor precedents in their decision-making and gutless because they reached this culture-shattering decision without a hearing, without substantive briefs, without any explanation. Indeed, the Supreme Court refused to enjoin a patently and obviously unconstitutional law passed by the Texas Republican legislature, or what we might more accurately call the American Taliban, a law that effectively bans the constitutional right of women to have an abortion, or more basically, the right of women to decide what happens to their own body. The law bans abortion after the first six weeks of pregnancy, even in cases of rape and incest. The cruelty of this is exacerbated by the reality that in most cases, A woman doesn't even know she's pregnant in the first six weeks. And realizing that the state can't officially enforce a ban on abortion, that would be unconstitutional, they instead left enforcement to any individual citizen. Specifically, any private citizen of the United States of America is to be awarded at least $10,000 for winning a lawsuit against any person who helps a woman get an abortion. That means not only the doctor or nurse who performs it, but also any person who sets up the appointment, drives the woman to the appointment, texts the woman relevant information, and to file the suit and win the $10,000 plus, you don't even have to know the person or even live in Texas. That's right. Anybody, anywhere can now sue and recover major dollars 
from anyone having or helping anyone get an abortion. Texas was and once again is the wild, wild west. We are all now bounty hunters. This is blatant vigilante justice. A gutless Supreme Court without hearings and without explanation in the darkness of secrecy, enabling the stripping of a woman's most basic right, showing its allegiance, the court is, being not to the Constitution it swore to uphold, but rather, as I said, to the American Taliban. Why do I call Texas Republicans and their adherents throughout the country the American Taliban? Is that too extreme? I think not. I mean, think about it. But for the extreme violence that is a regular part of the Taliban diet, how different is the right-wing Republican ideology from that of the Taliban? Both entities tried to overthrow the existing government. Both worked tirelessly to restrict the rights of women. Both cracked down with force on protesters. Both declare the free media the enemy, restrict or try to restrict the right of other races to vote, ignore or resist free elections, covet dictators and authoritarians, both seek to undermine democracy in any form and clearly believe the dictates of their religion must govern the behavior of all. This is all true. Indeed, the only difference between the Taliban and Texas Republicans is that the Taliban is more violent and Republicans, thankfully, have a nation of regular Americans to oppose them. Oh, there's one other way to tell the difference. The Taliban wear masks. Huh. I mean, that was very good. Very good job. Very hard hitting. Hey, um, by the way, uh, Jerry, there's something I know because we've talked about this. We've been best friends since, wow, like 1970. And uh, so we talk obviously pretty regularly. And I learned that and this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of listeners and a lot of people who hear about this, but you, after having been vaccinated, double jabs of the Moderna, uh, I don't know what, six months ago, seven months, something like that, you just recently got COVID-19 and you got it. I just want to intro this and then I'll have you tell us all about it. But as I understand it from That's talking right. to you, you knew because you did have uh, yeah. some symptoms of a cold, basically. And then because, and we should tell people this, because you have a day job, a great day job, Judge Jerry, we urge everybody to watch that in its third season, a great show, getting better and better, by the way. You are tested by your company, and so are all other staff members, correct, who go to work there, and you are tested before you can go there, uh, even fly there yes. for COVID-19, and it turned up positive. You went back and got a second test the next day just to double check, and that test positive. Please tell us about this. And then I'd like to talk to you, ask you some questions about the implications of all this. Because, Jerry, before you even start, we regular citizens... And by the way, 74% of America has now had at least one shot. So the J&J &J shot is only one shot. Moderna and Pfizer are two. 
in a release from the White House yesterday on the 7th of September, that 74% of America has gotten at least one shot. So we're getting there. But oh my God, Jerry Springer, who was fully vaccinated, got COVID. Pick up the yeah. story, please. Uh, yeah, well, the uh, the headline is, thank God I uh, had the vaccines. I swear by them now. Because when you get the vaccines, even when you get it, if, even if you get COVID-19, it is so mild, uh, you don't even know you have it. In other words, I just thought, you know, I had a little bit of a cold, no other symptoms. And I got tested, not because I had a cold. Um, I got tested because, as you said, my job requires me to be tested twice a week uh, before I get on the plane to fly to Connecticut for the show. And then every day I go in there into the courtroom, wow. I get tested. And that's true of anyone who works there, the camera people, the technicians, everybody. Wow. So everyone is constantly text, uh, tested and it's a rapid test. And, you know, within an hour, two hours, they know. And if you don't pass, you don't go in. Well, I was having one of my tests down here where I live in Florida because I knew later in the week I would be flying up to Connecticut to do it. And all of a sudden I get a call and they say, hey, you tested positive. I said, really, I don't feel anything. Uh, they said, well, if you want, come in again, make sure that the test is, you know, and the next day I did, in fact, test positive. So I was quarantined for what turned out to be 14 days. At the end of that, I was tested again and I was tested negative. So never during the 14 days did I have any symptoms. I never had temperature. Uh, my oxygen was at 98 and 99 percent every day. I never had a headache. I never lost my sense of smell. I never forced, lost my sense of taste. Uh, I never was nauseous. I never had an upset stomach. In other words, totally feeling good. And the best part was in my uh, quarantine, Mickey would leave every meal outside the bedroom door. <laughs> so, I mean, so we took the quarantine very seriously uh you know for all i know she could have left town i don't know no so yeah. uh but so she we really kept separate because you know i i didn't obviously i didn't want to give it to her so uh and then she was tested and she was negative the whole way so uh, by the way she told me because I, you know, Mickey and I are friends as well as along with my spouse. Yes. Our spouses are very close friends. And Mickey told me that those were among the 14 most relaxing and enjoyable <laughs> days of her life. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was, I'm just telling you what yeah, she told I, me. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I sense that. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, how do you think? You got it. Is there anything we can learn from that or not? Maybe not. Well, I'm asking, how do you think you got well, it? Here's how I think, but I don't, there's no way to know. The thing is, and, you know, we've been together at time, you know, when, when we are together, people are constantly coming up and wanting pictures. They take right. their phones and say, hey, Jerry, you know, can I have a, uh, what do you call it? A uh, selfie. Oh. Selfie, and so I'm, I'm constantly when I'm out around lots of people, and I don't want to be rude. I'm not going to say no. 
so that's my best guess that that's where okay. where it, it happened because we can't think of any place where we were around you know we didn't go to any concerts or anything like that and the people i was around except well i did go to see uh, richard play baseball and there were some some people some other campers around there so it's it, who knows i go on an airplane I, yeah. I think if i had to bet when i'm flying up to connecticut and then flying home on weekends i'm on an airplane and who knows? Yeah. The airplane is probably pretty safe. The airport is where you are most likely to, because they scrub down the planes and they're pretty good at enforcing the mask ban. But in airports, you know, people are eating there, you know, and Florida, of course, is, you know, with the governor has been a horrible place. You know, the, the governor, I mean, you know, at first he was supporting Trump. Now he's trying to beat Trump. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he literally finds school boards that uh, that have mask mandates. He withholds state funds from those school districts. It's unbelievable. I mean, so he's acting. But anyway, yeah, let me let me ask you this. Uh, uh, do your wife, you, you're around other people and they uh, and you're you're living at home with your wife and until you were tested, I'll assume you just carried on your life, you know, living together, having meals together, et cetera, being in oh, no, uh, you no. know, proximity no, is for, any couple. For 48 what? years, Mickey leaves the food uh, in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mickey's not going to eat with right. me. Do you know right. what I'm she like? She does keep her distance. Oh, she's got some standards. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. right. We lived a normal but, life. But we... I mean, ever since this all started a year and a half ago, um, we, I mean, Mickey is super cautious, um, totally, even right. in places when you no longer needed to have a mask because we had the shots. The restaurants opened up right. for a while. Now they're back to saying everyone has to wear masks in. And of course, we're doing that. But no, we, we really were on the side of the angels in terms of getting our shots and wearing masks. And because of that, when I got it, which is the, perhaps the new variant, it was nothing. So there is no excuse. Yeah, that's the good news, yeah. Jerry. If, if, you know, unless no, you, you have got a doctor's it. note saying there are medical reasons you shouldn't have it, you, would, right. you are crazy. You know, we have both lost friends. You know, friends of mine yes, have lost have. relatives. Have lost parents. Yeah, my, and I. Yeah, it is yes. insane. And now, what's interesting, well, sadly, but it makes the point. So many of these politicians, for example, or these uh, media people who have been ranting against it's all a conspiracy, don't believe it, and a bunch of them are dying now of it. And they're, mm -hmm. yes. you know, they're finding God in their last moments. Their last words are saying, "Take right. the shots, take the shots." We have been told now there is no excuse for anyone to be saying, I'm not going to wear a mask because when you don't wear a mask, the heck with what you want to do with your life, you're making it dangerous for other people. Yeah. And, and so there's no moral reason. You have no excuse for not wearing a mask. Uh, I don't care how much you want freedom. You don't have freedom to make other people sick or other people die. Um, so 
you know, mask mandates, uh, and, and particularly now with our kids, you know, you're putting them in these schools. What There's a school district in Florida where 15 kids in one district got serious COVID just in one, in one school system. It, 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 you know, and this is this was the first week of the governor saying you're not allowed to have a mandate for wearing uh, masks. And 15 kids got, uh, you know, it, it, it's unbelievable. Well, let me add a, another number. Miami-Dade, 10 Miami-Dade, it's a big school district. And I used to work in Cincinnati Public for a whole career. So I get school systems. There are a lot of people, kids and staff. 10 staff members in Miami-Dade School District have died of COVID in the last, I think, it's like a week. 10 staff members. Two or three of them were teachers, something like that, either two or three. And the balance were other people, uh, bus drivers, lunchroom staff, automobile staff, et cetera. But here's, now back to your headline. All 10 because I saw the school, a school official interview last night on national television, all 10 run vaccinated. Yes. All yeah. 10. All 10. So your headline, it's one of the reasons why I really appealed to you. We got to talk about this on our show because people are curious about this. And Jerry, aside from my long friendship with you, I will admit to you, I have been curious since the day I got the shot. What's it really mean? I've been very confident. I, I've, taking my life back, uh, well, until the variant, I was pretty much back to normal. Now I'm a little skittish because of the variant. But here's the second headline. First headline is, it's the huge one. Jerry Springer, a known person, got COVID-19, having been vaccinated, and not much happened except for this. This is the second fact, and this is why people should wear masks to protect each other and definitely should get the shots to tamp out COVID-19 and any variant. And that is that you just admitted you lost 14 days of your life because of it. That's not, that's not bad. In other words, all kidding aside, you you live in a great situation. You actually have, and you can mention this, a swimming pool out back. So you, you could sit in your room, watch television. You could go outside, sit by the pool. You could do all this without endangering your wife or anybody else. But you lost 14 days of your life. You normally don't just sit in a room for 14 yeah. days, nor do I. So that's why we don't want to get this. No, we don't. Exactly. That's why exactly. we don't. And particularly older people, you know, you and I are in this age group where if we didn't get yeah. the vaccine, uh, we would wind up in the hospital and uh, Could you know, no happy Could ending. Yeah. yeah. Did you, when you got it, again, these are curiosities I've had just as a fellow human, because I've thought like, and by the way, my wife got a bad cold last early spring. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was a bad cold. Uh, she had it because I talked to you pretty regularly and you didn't sound, uh, you know, all congested and stuff. And she was. And after a few days, I said, because she said, oh, I, I got my taste and smell. And I don't have a fever. Never had a fever. And I said, actually, she said, I'm going to go and get a test because where we live, a place called 
well, adjacent to a place called Covington, Kentucky. There is a huge parking lot, former government facility, and you just drive in, sit in your car, you wait in line. They give you a test. You oh, go yeah. home, and a few hours later, you can pick it off off the internet, off their website, and how you test it. She got tested. She had two Pfizer shots. She did not test positive. Uh, but I was thinking if I got it, would I like panic and get on the phone with my doctor and sort of semi freak out? And what should I do and what shouldn't I do? Did you did you even talk to your physician early on, or did you not even feel the need to? Do I was that? going to, but he charges me for every phone call. <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> no, I did. I I did. I didn't call right away. Um, I well, actually, yeah. I called Barry. You know, my brother-in-law, who's a a oh, physician, yeah. yeah. He's a physician, yeah. correct. And, uh, you know, he asked the basic questions. Are you having trouble, you know, breathing? Are, are you able to take a, a a deep breath? You know, and he, he was asking about various mm-hmm. symptoms, and I had none of those symptoms. He said, well, uh, you know, the uh, stay quarantined, but, you know, it, so that was his advice. Yeah. Then, of uh, few the next week after the first week i called back uh after after i got the second one that said i had it um i spoke to my physician who is very high up the chain of the northwestern university medical in other words he's a professor as well as a physician and this is his field gotcha Uh and he said something incredibly interesting he said, the tests, uh, if you don't have symptoms, if you quarantine, after you get a positive test, if you don't have symptoms, if you quarantine for 10 days and you don't have symptoms, you are no longer contagious, even if you test positive. And that holds for 90 days. In other words, the test, the instant test you get will pick up remnants of the COVID, but not that which makes you contagious. So he then got on the phone with the medical board of NBC, you know, because they obviously have a company that you work for. And they had a discussion and they agreed with him. And so the policy nice. now will be, you know, based on a conversation, he, he had a conversation with them. He wrote them a formal letter explaining it. And this appears to be now the rule that if you, you have to quarantine and it, the two requirements are you have to quarantine for 10 days, 14 days. Honestly, that part slips my mind. I did 14 days, but anyway. You have to quarantine for that period and you can't have any symptoms. If that is the case, you are no longer uh, contagious and you may for 90 days still be testing positive. But that test has nothing to do with what you being contagious. You're not contagious after the 14 days. So that is pretty That's interesting to know. I appreciate it. And it should give people that part should give people comfort. Okay, that's good information. And by the way, 
As a pretty much lifelong through our adult life friend of Jerry's, I have set up a GoFundMe page for Jerry <laughs> in, light, in light of this tragedy in his life. And here's how it goes. It's a little yeah. different than some others you may have dealt with. This one, use PayPal <laughs> and send it to at Gene Galvin, J-E-N-E-G-A-L-V-I-N. <laughs> And I will then be a go through to get that money yeah. to Jerry. And there is a, you know, a small. Well, that's, it's, it's not I'm a glad huge you deal. raised that point because it reminds me on those conversations while I was in quarantine that you were having with Mickey. And she yes. was a little puzzled, too. There were many. Why? Were many. Why, did yes. this, why did you ask her this? Why did you ask if, you know, if things turn terrible? Was there going to be a a reading of the will that was open to people? And well, why did you want to know where my will, when my will was going to be read, and what was your particular interest in that? I didn't see any purpose for that, and Mickey was puzzled, frankly. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have Casey Campbell. Let's give Casey Campbell a round of applause. We were going to sell. T- we were going to Casey. sell tickets to the live reading of your will, Jerry. That's what was going to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to be a ticketed event. Oh man, yeah, yeah. And Casey, and Casey's going to do that song, "Go High Up on that's that right. Mountain." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I almost started singing that that sad music they play when they're uh, petitioning you to give to dog charities and stuff on T when you're talking about setting up a no, fund I almost, I almost yeah. uh, chimed in. <laughs> yeah. Where they show that shivering. Oh, all man, it's the worst. oh wait, that's Louis Armstrong's song. Don't they play that? Uh, what well, a wonderful uh, world. Yeah. What a wonderful world. Is that the commercial? Oh the no, it's much, it's much sadder than that. Oh, okay. Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> I think it is. In that's the arms of the angel. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. That's right. <laughs> it's awful. That's right. So sad. Hey, uh, Casey, first of all, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We always love it when you come on. And I want to ask you, uh, we're going to ask you to do a song here in Mm -hmm. a second. Uh, But tell us what you're up to these days. And this this, uh, Delta variant has sort of tripped us all up again. We thought we were coming out of this. But to what degree is your life back to normal as a performer or not back to normal what, what's the deal i'm sort of still straddling the fence i think a little uh, a little bit there we i have been right. playing some shows um and we are sticking to outdoor shows and venues and the only indoor shows we have coming up and any that we will be doing for the foreseeable future have uh vaccination uh requirements to either to enter or a negative test within 72 hours prior to entering. Um, so we're, we're going to stay vigilant on that. Uh, Bob's our front man for the hustle. He had a brand new baby at the end of June. And so, uh, yep. he's definitely been taking it you know, very seriously, not only for him, but for Carrie after undergoing, uh, birth and things like that. And he doesn't want to be bringing them by any, by any means. Um, and we're all vac- we're all vaccinated and, and moving forward, but uh, definitely not definitely definitely not back to a hundred percent on the performance front. But we're get we'll we'll get there. I think it'll probably be the next warm season. I think this 
fall and winter will be another sort of smattering of safe events and things that are done properly. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what the next spring holds. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting fall and winter, I think. I have a view and, and Jerry, uh, curious to know what you think about this too, along with Casey, that this third shot, which in the case I have Pfizer. So what I'm hearing is Pfizer is just going to be a third Pfizer shot. Moderna is actually testing from what I understand. That's why it's taken them a little bit longer to come out with, uh, you know, the word that they're going to get approved for a third shot, that their third dose might not be just the same as the first two, but uh, a lesser amount. But my attitude is, and the data is kind of verify this, that a third shot, I'm, I'm back. I'm riding high again. I'm feeling pretty good because it jumps your immune system back up again. And it will be designed or verified that it handles a Delta variant. Do you guys feel the same way? Are you looking forward to getting the third shot? I'm getting. What do you think, Casey? Go ahead. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, no, I was, I'm going to follow whatever my doctor says. If he yeah. says, you know, now that I re- remembered that oh, yeah, he's the expert in it, yeah. if he says take it, because he's been very yeah. honest about all of it. I mean, he, he tells me, well, not yet for some things. And so he's not a guy that says take everything. Uh, but yeah, he, okay. yeah, if he tells me to go get it, then the next day I'll go get it. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'll definitely be following the science and the data on it and following the expert lead. Uh, I've, I've seen, I've seen where it's promising of having a, a booster shot. And I feel like in some ways, it, which it's been talked about now since the vaccines came out, but I feel like it will, you know, probably start morphing into the idea of an, of an annual flu shot or, you know, some, some cyclical booster shot, uh, along those lines. So I am worried about the variants. I know I've been, I've seen some, uh, other news of, of, uh, resistant, more resistant types of variants starting to, to be found across the globe. And so it's, it's, you know, it's still, it, I don't know. It's, I still am very wary. Um, and I, and I'm sort of in the same boat as you guys. Hey, David, uh, Bruce, uh, Casey's uh, audio just dropped about 50% or is that just my? No, I heard it drop too. Yeah, I heard that as well. I think he's what probably taking that uh, Joe Rogan horse medicine for the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Oh, yeah. All right. Just be aware of it. Hey, maybe you're probably... back. hey, hey Casey. Let me ask you one other thing. Okay. Uh, tell us, please, about uh, Buffalo's can. Yeah, song it's a sort of a little blast from the past as far as the band's concerned. It's uh, one of the first tunes uh, that Wobbs wrote, our our front man, Matt Wobnitz, Buffalo Wobbs, as we call him. And uh, we've recorded it uh, a couple times now and I play it live. Um, not every show, but a, a lot of shows for sure. It's, it's, it's still a fun song for us to sing. So I'm going to kind of take it back to, I think this was through four this was four years ago i believe at the whispering beard folk festival uh either th- three or four years ago and uh live right. version of this tune buffalo's cannon casey campbell buffalo wobs in the price hill hustle we're buffalo wobs in the price hill hustle from the west side of cincinnati ohio we're here to play some tunes for you including this one
Buffalo Wilds and uh, Price Hill yeah. Hustle with, with our own Casey Campbell. That's, That's a great, great song. I love that. Band. Thank you. That band's got a lot, of, a lot of good energy, a lot of good sounds. Yeah, yeah. A lot of proficient musicians. Uh, Scotty Reisner playing mandolin. Yeah. And, hey, it's just well, a thank good you. band. Uh, hey, Casey, uh, tell us before you take us out on Down by the mm-hmm. Riverside with Jerry Springer. Oh. I love hearing, hearing that. Where can people hear you these days? Well, we've got um, some limited tour dates, like I said, up on. You can find all those dates up on our website and music and all the other things there as well. Price Hill Hustle, all one word, dot com through your social media. Uh, just look up Price Hill Hustle and you'll find us. Um, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you may find your digital music, will be there too. Excellent. All right, let's hear from Casey. Campbell. Thanks, guys. Good to see y'all again. And taking us out on Down by the Riverside with Jerry Springer singing a verse. Here we go. Well, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the river.